0: Welcome to the Money Maven Project Podcast. If you're here to learn how to obtain freedom over your time and money through real estate investing, you're in the right place. Create the life you want by living with intention and becoming a Maven in mindset, money and real estate. Now, here's your host, Justin Monk. All right, welcome to the Money Maven Project Podcast. Welcome Clay Rockwood, super excited to uh, to chat with you today about wholesaling and kind of your journey so far. So Clay is the co-founder and partner of Utah House Buyers and oversees the financing there. He has been re- acquiring and managing multifamily properties full-time since 2009. Uh, Clay began his career as, as a real estate agent and broker more than a decade ago and shortly thereafter moved into a- acquisitions, renovation, and disposition of both residential and commercial properties. Uh, Utah house buyers started in 2017 as a residential commercial, uh, property acquisition company, specializing in assisting owners to, uh, liquidate trouble and distressed properties. Uh, the company grew more by more than 80% in its second full year with over 45 deals closed in 2018 and over 60 deals closed in 2019. You guys know what you're doing, uh, Clay holds a uh bachelor's from University of Utah. So I think I skipped the line there. Uh personally involved in over 300 transactions, man. That's uh that's impressive. So a decade and that's uh that's that's a lot of deals, man. That's that's oh, yeah. Awesome. So so tell us more. Like, what do we attribute that success to? Like where did you start? <laughs> where are you at now? And kind of tell us the secret of that.
1: Great. Yeah. Well, thanks, Justin, for having me. First of all, I appreciate you uh, bringing me on here and I'm honored to be here. So yeah, I mean, honestly, the story is very similar, I think, to like many people that I I know and talk to and and honestly listen to other podcasts. Like I I got my real estate license right out of college. So I, uh, like you mentioned, I went to the University of Utah and I kind of didn't know what I wanted to do. Yeah, I was originally going to be a dentist, or maybe not. And then I just thought of being in someone's mouth all day, and it didn't appeal to me. So, <laughs> I on a whim just kind of got my real estate license because my my older brother had had owned some rentals and things like that. And so I just thought, hey, this would be a good thing to have. Just I'll try it out for a while. You know, I kind of convinced my wife, hey, let me just try this for a year, this realtor thing, and see if it works. Right. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's where I started. Honestly, just got my license and and tried to figure it out. So the first year I was in real estate, I, I think I did like one or two deals. And that was just like representing, you know, buyers or sellers. Uh, and that was in 2008.
0: Yeah. So you were like mid, mid recession, right? You oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: Horrible a, time.
0: Not a yeah. not very good timing to jump into as a real estate <laughs> yeah. agent. Everybody was yeah, jumping
1: horrible out. timing. <laughs> yep. And in fact, my family, friends, everyone was telling me I was crazy for getting into real estate when I did. But Like I said, I I just kind of committed myself for a year and said, Hey, I'll try it for a year and see what happens. So during that first year, my wife and I decided, Hey, we should, we should buy a property, buy a home. Um, And having, you know, uh, uh, some family members in real estate and had to own some multifamily, I thought, Hey, let's, it'd be cool to kind of house hack, you know, buy a property that we could live in and rent out the other half or whatever it is. So we actually found a triplex um, that was on the market, made an offer got it accepted. And we, uh, actually used part of my commission that I got from that sale as a down payment. So yeah, again, just, just a true, you know, save as much money as we could live in one half or and, and part of it. So yeah, yeah, that, that was our first kind of dive into real estate as, as an owner. Um, yeah, it was great. We lived there. Our rent was like 200 bucks a month after the other tenants paid the, the mortgage, you know? So that was kind of what clicked for me And in making me realize, huh, I can do this over and over and over again. And the power of, you know, appreciation uh, of, you know, of the tax benefits of owning real estate. So all of that just kind of clicked with me as, as time went on. So I kind of made a goal at that point to say uh, to me, my wife, we said, Hey, let's try and buy a property every year or every two years. Like that was our goal initially. It's like, let's try and do this every year or two, as we save up money you know, maybe save up a down payment. This is before I knew anything about the Burr strategy. I mean, it was literally like, I just want to buy more rentals. I don't even know what I'm doing. I just, I, I want to do it. And I think I can manage them myself. I, I, it's interesting to me. I can do some of the repairs and all that kind of stuff. So that's, yeah, that's really where I got started. And then it just kind of snowballed from there, um, which we yeah. go into a little bit more. But
0: Yeah, I guess. So, so you start, so your, your, your goal is to buy a property a year. Um, and, and how did it, so when, when did it kind of, when did you go from real estate agent to more full-time into just real estate investing and what, what facilitated that, that transition? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. I mean,
1: I, I realized early on in my, my realtor career that I was not a good realtor. I just, just wasn't me. I'm not a salesman type of guy. I just felt like, that life I you know it's a lot of nights and weekends, and as we yeah. started having kids, and I have five kids now, so yeah. it just got more and more complicated um, so I was just more interested in the investing side from day one so my brother happens to be a, a general contractor, so a couple of years after being in real estate we were talking we said we should start flipping homes you know we should try our hand at renovating and flipping homes and stuff so we eventually convinced my dad to to partner with us and invest some money with us um, after a couple of years of nagging at him. And he finally, he finally did. And we did our first flip, you know, is, is kind of a nail biter. Obviously. Yeah. You probably know you're buying your first flip is scary, right? Yeah. 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 Super scary. There's so many unknowns and like, are we going to lose money and all that stuff? But did our first flip. uh, We actually ended up making like 50,000 bucks on it. So that was like, again, from that day, we're like, Hey, we're doing this all in, you know? So from then on, we started buying more and more flips. So that was about nine years ago. And so, yeah, we kept growing the flipping business and, uh, you know, honestly, we're not, we're not one of the biggest flippers in the world. You know, we probably do 10, 15 homes a year, but we're very selective on the homes that we do and make sure that there's very good profit margins. So that that was kind of the next step in my my career was just starting to flip homes building relationships with hard money lenders um you know getting more capital partners and things like that so it's a slow road i mean a lot of people can speed it up but i've found that building solid relationships is really has been the key to our success yeah and that that can take time you know um so now where we're you know fast forward we we're, we own you know roughly a hundred rental doors and they're all multifamily. We don't, we don't, uh, we don't specialize in single family at all. We just own multifamily of different sizes, but it's all about networking and having a good solid relationship. And that's where most of our money comes from is our capital partners that we've built these relationships with over the years. They know that we do good work. They know that we're reliable. Um, so that, that was really crucial in, in helping us grow our business. Yeah. those relationships
0: yeah and there's really no i mean there's really no secret to making that happen overnight that just that just takes time Uh, unfortunately for all the new guys like me trying to get in like that's something that just takes time it takes work it takes networking uh it takes conversations one-on-one and building that rapport and and you know that confidence out of your investors or whoever you're working with. And mm-hmm. man, if we ever figure out a secret to expedite that, that'd be <laughs> valuable. But it—that's one thing that just takes some time for sure. Otherwise, it's, yeah. uh, it's it's cheap. It's not sustainable or it's not lasting if it's is built too quickly. Yeah. I guess.
1: Yeah, and uh, and so yeah, that's a. I mean, that's a great point. And and kind of the backstory on that, like, so our 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 number one investor right now. He started out as a hard money lender. He, like we literally just borrowed money from him on our flips. And he kept seeing that deal after deal, you know, we we did a really good job on the remodel. We were timely. We kept in good communication, you know. So over time, he actually approached us and said, hey, I really like what you guys are doing. I've, I've really enjoyed lending money to you. You guys are reliable. I want to invest with you long term. I want to go out and buy properties with you. and We'll partner on them. I'll fund hundred percent of the purchase, the renovation, everything. I just want you guys to manage it because I trust you, wow, you know so again it, it's the power of of for me like integrity and 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 you know running a solid business, not just trying to be a slum lord, not trying to cut corners, but like you yeah. really take pride in what we do. you know this is how we feed our family, and this is a long term business plan for us, so yeah, yeah that's that's I think if as, as you go out as you you know post on social media as you, you know, put yourself out there, make sure you're putting your best foot forward and people will notice it. Yeah. So that, that would be my encouragement to some, some maybe newer investors. Like, what do I start? What do I do? Well, just start somewhere and then show people that you're reliable, that you take this seriously, that you can be trusted. And and honestly, like it's the power of mindset, kind of like, you know, we were talking about earlier, it's it's, you'll attract, you'll attract like-minded people that that see you and, and value what you bring to the table. And it just kind of falls into place.
0: Yeah. That's so cool and that's such a great example. So this guy is initially a hard money guy. I don't know I don't know how much money he's loaning yet yeah. all at once, but comes to you and says, "Hey, you guys are good enough. I trust you enough. Let me help you buy multifamily essentially, right? Bigger yeah. bigger deals, funding the purchase, the the rehab and 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 taking a cut of that, which that's a, that's that's a great way and, and I don't know like I said, that's just going to take time to develop that, but what a what a great uh what a great story there um what so between between flipping some homes and the 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 multifamily you you did a lot of wholesaling right what role did wholesaling take in that or still still does yeah. what, what role is that taking
1: yeah great great question so like i mentioned we we started flipping about 9 years ago and and a few years into flipping as the market got better i mean this is probably mid you know 2010 11 12 um as the market's getting better at least here locally and nationwide honestly it just got more and more competitive to find good flips right the prices were going up there's more investors jumping in the game and it just it became harder and harder to find good deals um we were actually most of our deals we were buying from other wholesalers you know and i started seeing like the money these guys were making you know, yeah. I, one wholesaler that I worked with here locally, I think one year I made him a hundred thousand dollars just in wholesale fees and he had zero risk. didn't take on, you know, didn't, didn't lift a hammer, didn't do anything. Yeah. He just literally yeah. found the deals, sold them to us. And we'd have to go and do all the work. So this kind of got my wheel spinning like, Hey, maybe I should go out and start finding my own deals. You know, I, I'm not going to rely on other people to bring me deals. I want to start finding my own stuff. So uh, that's kind of what first sparked my interest into wholesaling um and started researching it you know taking some courses you know youtube university all that kind of yeah. stuff yeah and eventually met up with uh with my business partner at a wholesaling summit here in salt lake city we randomly just sat next to each other got lunch thought hey this would be fun to try together you know he was newer into real estate as well and uh we just said, let's try let's give this a shot let's do some marketing let's let's try wholesaling and um it just kind of exploded, honestly. So that was in 2017. Um, and like you mentioned, you know, we started a little small and it's just been growing since. And like this year to date, we've already done, uh, 46 deals. Um, so we're on track to do, you know, 90 to hundred deals this year, just in wholesaling. Um, and we have a team of 14 employees now, you know, that kind of run the whole business. Um, so it's been, it's been good. So the, the thing I've learned having worked as a realtor, as a flipper, now as a wholesaler and as an owner of multifamily properties, I can definitely say that wholesaling and the, and the opportunities that it's opened up to us has been greater than any other niche in real estate. And what do I mean by that? I mean that uh, I kind of have a personal mantra of wholesaling to wealth building. Yeah. So for those that don't know what wholesaling is, I mean, most people do, but basically, you know, we don't have your, your audience probably knows what wholesaling is. So
0: yeah, we can, we can I, define it. We can define it real quick for those that don't. That's fine.
1: Yeah. I mean, basically, yeah, we just, we go out and market, we do a cold calling, direct mail, text blasting. I mean, everything you can imagine to, to contact owners, put the deals under contract, and then we, we assign the contract or sell the contract to another investor who actually buys the property. So yeah. The nice thing about that is that we get access obviously to deals that are off market that we generate. Now, the cool thing is we decide what we can do with that. We can either wholesale it ourselves, we can flip it ourselves, or we can keep it as a rental. Yeah. So the so the opportunity kind of opens up to you with different exit strategies. And that's kind of why we started this business. We didn't want to just be wholesalers. I mean, it's great, it's a great income, it's, it's a great business model, but we really wanted to, to start wholesaling so we could find. Long-term rental properties that we could cherry pick and keep ourselves, uh, and so that's why I say wholesaling to wealth building because really it's not just about a, a monthly check; it's about building our portfolio of long-term rentals that's going to
0: produce income, you know, forever. Yeah, um, no, that that makes us. perfect sense. You kind of can, you if if you start with wholesaling, you you have the you have the selection or the choice of you know, based on how fast you can take up your own properties, you can grab a few, grab the best ones, the ones that you don't want, you're wholesaling them off. Um, That's, you've got the options there, which is awesome. Uh, That makes a lot of sense to kind of get that, at least get that skill together or figured out to wholesale, Mm -hmm. which basically is finding deals, right? That's the skill, right? I mean, it's finding deals. I'm sure there's some uh, negotiation of, of closing that deal and getting that deal in a contract too, but... Um, but once you have that and then you can either keep it or, or move it along. So that's, yeah. that's great, great advice. Great points. Yeah, for definitely. Sure. that's awesome. So, so you're doing, so tell us, I mean, what are you telling? So if somebody like me, when I tell you that I don't think there's any, any deals in this market right now, how do you, <laughs> how do you, how are you finding those deals and and what does it take to find deals in a market like we have? right now, maybe even pre COVID. Yeah. Right? We're in the middle of COVID right now, but, um, what does it take to find market, find deals in a market in this stage or phase? Well, first,
1: I mean, I would go back to the mindset that's been huge for me. That's been game changer. You have to, first of all, believe that there are deals. Yeah. If you don't, if you don't believe in it, it's not going to happen. So okay. first thing is just believing like there are opportunities out there and there always will be. And I was I always tell people like, I'm always amazed that there's always someone ruining a property somewhere. And that's what we're after, right? We're after distressed properties or people in in bad situations. There's always people making bad choices somewhere. So there's always going to be opportunities. But on top of that, the mindset, it's, it's being consistent about talking to people, right? The more people you can talk to about selling their property, the more chances you are going to get properties under contract. So it's just a numbers game. Honestly, it's, there's no secret. Obviously, there's, you know we have, we've built systems and processes to manage all of that. But really, when you come down to the fundamentals, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. You know, if I call 10 people today, maybe one of those will be interested. So if I call 100, I mean, right behind you is the 10x rule. Great yeah. book. Yeah. That's perfect example. You know, whatever you're doing, do it times 10. Yeah. You'll have 10 times more opportunities, right?
0: And if it's not not working, do more of it. Right. (laughs) Exactly. So uh,
1: really, there's no secret. And I I think that's the funny thing is that people are always looking for the secret sauce, but it's just consistent. I mean, we literally have an automated process that every week our direct mail is going out every single day. Our virtual assistant is sending 7500 text messages every single day. Without no stop, no breaks, no hey. Let's put the pause on this. It's it's automated. It's happening every single day. So as you start building a, a, a I mean, that's been the game changer for my business. Is I was always a one man show trying to do everything and thought yeah. I could handle it all. But once I opened my mind to the the opportunity of hey, we need to scale this and build a, a real business that's automated and and you know processes. So once you do that and you kind of set it, it just it just turns out deals. So I mean, like I said, forty-six deals this year, and this is all in a a very competitive, hot market. Super. These are all all off-market deals, you know, and that's generated over a million dollars of revenue just in the first six months of this year. No, yeah, that's crazy. They're out there. So if anyone tells you, "Oh, there's no deals in my market," well, you're not trying, and you haven't you haven't figured out the 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 marketing process and system.
0: Well, like you said, you just got to believe that there's there's deals, right? I mean, I. Uh, it's and I totally agree with that. There's there's always there's always a deal out there. It it they can get harder to find, they can get harder to come by, but there's always like you said, there's always somebody out there that uh that's that is in a situation where they need help. And yeah. and it, it results in a distressed property or a distressed owner slash seller. And those are the people you're looking for. And and uh I sometimes I, I I heard another uh direct mail guy say this the other day, I can't remember who it was, but the idea is you know the idea is not sending the the secret isn't in the message like everybody's yeah. like what should i say what should i type what kind of font what kind of color what kind of design is it is it a mm-hmm. full page is it a postcard and i honestly the secret is in the consistency it's in the level of yeah. uh, you know and and grant cardone again i quote him a lot on this but grant cardone he talks about how money follows attention so You are just in the business of talking, like you said, talking to as many people as possible and getting their attention. And yeah, right. You know, in July, maybe they're not distressed, but in September on that third email or third text or whatever, finally it's come to a head and they're like, you know what? I can't make the payments on this thing or whatever it is. Right. And you're there, you're there. The other, the other direct mail guy that sent one piece or Like me, sent five hundred. He's like, yeah, don't work. You know, (laughs) you know, he he bailed. But you're the one that continues to push that in there, and you're the one top of mind, top of the inbox, top of the email uh, inbox. You know, so they're the ones that you're gonna. You're the one that they're gonna reach out to when they're distressed. So it's a, like you said, it's a numbers game. It's a massive action game. um, Oh, totally. Yeah, I mean,
1: it's classic what you're just saying: analysis paralysis. I mean, so many people that we mentor and coach. They just get so caught up in that. Like, what? What should my business card say? And like, I don't even have a business card. You don't need a business. You know, like, don't worry about that. Just talk to someone. So, like, I tell people, I before I call you tomorrow, I want you to have called five people. Well, what do I say? Ask them if they want to sell their house. What do I say next? Who cares? I mean, you don't have to know everything. You really don't. Yeah. All you have to be good at is talking to someone. Just saying, hey, yeah. I want to solve a problem. So, the more problems you can solve, the better you're going to be in an in any niche within real estate, whether that's wholesaling or buying rentals, whatever you want to do, you just have to look at it from a problem solving perspective. Yeah. In fact, that's one of my best deals. I, I don't want to take too much time here, but
0: Dude, we got honestly
1: one of my hat. one of my first deals that I, I love to to share the story because it, it it shows us the example perfectly. Same thing. I had sent out a mailer, this is before I had partnered up with Brian I literally didn't know what I was doing. I just sent out a bunch of mail pieces that said something and someone called me back. And the guy said, Hey, I've been getting mail pieces from investors like you for 10 years. He's like, yours just happened to hit my mailbox the day we talked about selling. So that's why I called you. He's like, so do you want to buy my house? He's like, yeah, uh, sure. What do you want to sell it for? You know, I was just like yeah. fumbling over my words. Then you ride. don't know no what. Then the
0: next step, you're like, now what? Yeah. Right? <laughs> I had no
1: idea. I mean, he's like, he gave me a price, and and I knew right off the bat, just because I lived near near the area, I knew that it was a good deal. He's like, well, I want to sell it for three hundred fifty thousand. I knew right away that thing was worth four fifty or five. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so I just said, great. Well, I'll come over and take a look. You know, like it was literally that easy. Um, but again, they had a problem. They said, I'll, I'll sell the property to you, Clay, but we need to find a place to move first. They lived in the home. Yeah. They didn't really know how to, the process they, they're like, well, I'll sell it, but I I don't want to sell it before we find a new house. So I said, Hey, look, I'm an agent. Let's forget about selling your house to me. Let me just go out and help you find a new house. Right. So didn't have any contract, nothing. I just literally went out and started showing homes to them. Within a couple of weeks, I found them a house they loved. They got super excited. So at that point, they were super motivated. So like, when can you close on our house? Like, we want to sell and move into this new house we just found. Yeah. That you found us. And so anyway, worked out. I bought the home from them. Actually, wholesaled it. Didn't even buy it. So I wholesaled it to someone else. And on that deal, I made $85,000 on that one deal. So that was kind of what started my, my wheels. Again, that was my, I think my second wholesale deal I oh had ever gosh. done. That's and I made more in one deal than I had like in two years working as an agent, you know? So anyway, it's just solving a problem. They, you know, you, if, if you just talk to people, look at it from their perspective and see how can I solve this problem? If you can get creative with, you know, seller financing subject to, there's so many different exit strategies, but um, that's all, that's really all it is. Just being consistent. Yeah. Solving problems.
0: Yeah. No, that's so awesome. That line right there. where Hey, I called you because you, I got your piece on the day we talked about selling it, even though for 10 years, people have been sending me direct yeah. mail pieces. Like, are you kidding me? Like, again, that is why if you can just out persist the other, the other guys yeah. that are looking for those deals or in, 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 in a lot of regards, it's just a matter of timing too. You've got to be there when they're ready to sell. Yeah. So that's a perfect example of what it takes. And, and, uh um, the the persistence and the 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 level of action that you need to have there. What um what other so somebody that's trying to jump into so they're the kid have never done anything they're not even a real estate agent there but they Mm -hmm. know that real estate has potential and they hear this and they're like hey all right sounds like wholesaling is a great place to start because it's a good uh, door to wherever I want to go after that. Mm -hmm. What do you what do you tell somebody that's wanting to get in? Where do they start? What do they start doing? What do they need to know? What are some major like uh warnings that you would give them yeah great question um
1: i mean it's you want to keep it simple right (laughs) so uh i would say if i were to go back and start over again knowing what i know now i think the easiest and, and most inexpensive method to go out and find deals so so first of all you want to find deals off market deals once you have a deal you've got a lot of power Um, so if you can go out and find a deal that once you get the deal, the rest will kind of happen naturally. Um, but in order to find deals off market deals, like you said, it's competitive market. Things are harder to to come by now, but I would go out and honestly either door knock. and, And again, there's apps now for all of this. Yeah. In fact, there's an app called go knock that just was released by pace Morbys group and batch. Anyway. Great great app that helps you find, you know, properties in pre-foreclosure and things like that. You can sign up for very inexpensive. Literally go out and knock doors and just say, Would you want to sell your house? That's a very effective method. Or driving for dollars. Yeah. You know, driving around looking at distressed properties, writing down the address or using the app deal machine. Yeah, that's deal another machine. have heard
0: about that before. Yeah.
1: Another great tool, that's very inexpensive. So I would tell people like that, you know, hey, if you don't have ten grand to go out and drop on a mail piece or you know a mail campaign or whatever it is. This you can literally do for gas money, just driving around or walking around, um, and, and finding deals. Now, once you've talked to a seller, I say you get someone on the phone or in person. They say, "Yeah, I'd sell my property." Great. Well, now what do you do? <laughs> That's the next question. You're right. You someone would have. Oh, cool. I did that. Now what do I do? Yeah. Yeah. So. For us, the next important thing is the power of relationships like us, you know, we, we touched on in the beginning, but the power of partnerships and, and joint venturing with people. So if I were new and I had someone that told me, hey, yeah, I'll sell my house. What, do you, what are you going to pay for? What do I do now? I'd say, well, hold on, let me figure it out. And I would go call, maybe I'd go to a RIA meeting, you know, go meet up with some other investors, go call a real estate agent, say, hey, look, I've got a property at XYZ Main Street. The seller wants to sell. I have no idea what I'm doing. Do you want to partner with me on it? I can guarantee you they'll say yes. Yeah. Any any normal investor would say, I'd love to partner with you. Yeah. Yeah. Split the profit or I'll give you a portion of the you know the fee, whatever it is. And then you just learn from them. Right. So that's where I would start if I was going to start all over again. I would start building relationships, start going to RIA meetings, start networking with other real estate investors, whether they're flippers. Buy and hold guys, I mean, commercial brokers, wh- whoever it is, you're going to find value and there's going to be some synergy there. Um, but once you can just go out and add value to them and say, Hey, I've got a deal, a potential deal here. I want to help you out. Yeah. If you'll help me out. Yeah. Everyone, everyone's going to say yes.
0: Yeah, no, that's awesome. And that's going to protect you a little bit from making any silly mistakes initially on your first yeah, deal. Exactly. Right? They'll know how to do it. They'll, they'll be kind of a safety net there. So in a sense, yeah. it's a mentorship that you don't have to pay for. Right. I mean, exactly. I, I believe in, 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 mentorship. I believe in having somebody to coach you along, um, whether you're on your first deals or whatever, wherever you're at. I mean, it's always nice mm-hmm. to have a mentor that's, that's further down the road than you are. I, I believe in that, but i um, in this one, you're going to make money on the mentorship program initially, not having to pay for it, which is, yeah. which is awesome.
1: Or yeah. even if you said, Hey, I don't even want a fee on this. If you'll just kind of coach me along and help me show me what you do. Yeah, I mean yeah. it's you know you're, so again you have to provide some value. Yeah, and once you do that, yeah, you'll you'll learn a ton with the first two or three deals. You yeah,
0: know? that's exactly right. That that's why that skill if somebody can if somebody starts in wholesaling, they're going to learn that skill of of finding deals, which ultimately is whether you're flipping, using the Burr method or wholesaling mm-hmm. or whatever. It doesn't matter. Like You have to be able to find deals. So the wholesaling skill is, is awesome, direct mail, yeah. whatever the, the the method is uh, to get started. And it seems like, like you just explained, it can be very inexpensive to start. Saturday afternoon, you're driving around, driving for dollars using the deal machine app or you're knocking doors. I mean, that might be whatever, 10, 20 bucks a month for the app sometimes, but yeah, uh, you can you can get into this for very low cost. And if it's a wholesale oh, yeah. deal, you're not, you're not having to buy it. You're wholesaling yeah, no, it. And no money. risk.
1: No, yeah, exactly. Which, yeah, it's yeah. so
0: awesome. So I think it's definitely, you know, I didn't start in wholesaling. I just went directly to uh, buying and renting, uh, you know, renting my properties out. But looking back, now, I'm like, hey, that makes a lot of sense. Not, I guess it's not too late. I can always do it, right? <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah.
1: No, and flipping is great too. Like we still flip homes, right? So we don't just wholesale. We, we still flip homes. We yeah. cherry pick those and, and do it. So yeah, I, I think whatever niche you want to get into it, that's fine. There's, but it, it's all comes down to finding the deal, right? And yeah. whatever you, once you have the deal, you can decide what you want to do with it. Partner with someone, flip it, keep it as a yeah. rental, whatever. Right. Yeah. But it's getting the deal is is the crucial point.
0: Yeah. So another, I think another big obstacle, especially for me right now where I'm at in, in my journey, but I'm, I'm, I'm sure others are facing it. Um, what tips do you have? Uh, in finding money, finding private money, people that will trust you with their money to go do these deals with, because that can. And I we talked about it a little bit already. You know, obviously building yeah. a network, building the relationships, and it takes time. You know, we're going to the RIA meetings and, and wherever. But what other tips do you have about finding those people that are willing to to use give you some private money?
1: Yeah, I mean, it makes it easier when you have. Uh, a track record, right? Yeah. Now, for those that don't have a track record, yeah, where do you go? I mean, honestly, like with us, we started with family. Family. You know, mm-hmm. it took me two years to convince my dad to lend us money. You know, and finally, yeah. he literally had a dream one night that that we were making a lot of money flipping homes, and he's like, "Okay, I'm ready to do it." It literally <laughs> took a dream for my dad to invest money with us, but for two years we had no money, right? So you can start with family, friends, um, you know. Come up with a good business plan, a solid business model that you think will work, and and go out and pitch it to people. Um, There's always family or friends that have money that they're just sitting there, and they'd be willing to invest. Um, Yeah. So again, networking, going to RIA's. uh, I feel like now there's a there's a multitude of money out there that wants to be placed. Yeah. So if you can just in a in a very organized manner, you know, present a deal to them or, or an opportunity, most people will probably invest with you if they're protected. Right. Yeah. Um, the other thing, honestly, like that we've been doing over the last year or two is building good relationships with, with local credit unions and banks. You'd be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of different options out there, even for single family, you know, properties, whether it's a flip or a buy and hold a rental, like you want to keep a rental that, um, they, they won't fall into the traditional like Freddie Mac, Fannie Mae loans guidelines, you know, so you could get creative with, with different institutions. But again, it's just legwork. It's just going out, making the phone calls, meeting with people. I mean, I've met with a dozen banks and, you know, most of them have said, no, like, I'm not going to lend on this or yeah, the guidelines are too strict, but there's a handful that, that will get creative and they can work with you. So that's another tool in your tool belt. But I think just, yeah, initially it's going to be a traditional hard money lender. that You're going to have to convince to work with you, or if you can you know, get someone to co-sign with you or something like that. I mean, again, it's it's getting creative, right? Yeah. You just have to think, what can I do? How can I make this uh, appealing to an investor, whether that's a family member, friend, or a traditional hard money lender, private lender. Um, but again, being organized, being reliable, being trustworthy, and um, again, having access to a really good deal. <laughs> that's yeah. why I say like, if, if you have the deal, and what I mean by deal is like a good deal. Yeah. Like, if you can, if you have, if you brought, okay, so like, if you, Justin, brought me a deal, said, I've got a house under contract in Salt Lake for $100,000, I would, without even knowing anything else, I would say, I'll lend you as much money as you need on it. That's a great deal. Yeah. Right? Like so, so that, again, money follows the deal. So that's why mm-hmm. I say, like, mo- many people worry about that next step. But to me, I worry more about the first step, which is go out and find and negotiate a really good deal. And usually the pieces will fall into place if it's, if it truly is a good enough, yeah, a good enough deal.
0: That's so. perfect. No, that's huge. Okay. So, um, what would you, what would you say separates the people? Um, what would you say separates the people that succeed in chasing their real estate dreams or their, whatever their journey is from those that, that don't succeed? what's the what's the thing there that separates them
1: yeah um i mean a mentor of mine always says take massive imperfect action you know um I, it's kind of a catch-all phrase but like yeah. you just have to do something even if you are scared even if you don't know what it, what ha- you know what's going to be the outcome there's a lot of risk well yeah there's risk but that that's what real estate is. Yeah. (laughs) If if you can't handle it, then you should stay at the nine to five job. Right. right, Um, but, but, but I would say on top of that too, for me, like I said, what, what was the game changer has been, um, building systems and processes that are scalable. That's really what's taken me from just a one man show real estate agent. And even flipping, I mean, we were making a, a good income flipping, but it was a constant grind, right? Like I basically had just, I thought, sweet, I'm going to be a home flipper. I'll be my own boss. I'll have all the freedom in the world. But I just basically created a new job for myself, Yeah, right? Um, but with with building systems and a team and processes that are scalable, you can really, like I mentioned, we have a team of 14 people now. And when you can automate your marketing, you can automate your, your calling, you can automate all of these daily tasks that, that you'd normally do and try to do yourself. Um, that's really what opens up the door to, to really creating an, an actual business Yeah. that, that runs without you. That's um, perfect, now yeah. again, that that's complicated because there's a lot that goes into that, but, um, yeah, that, that would be where I would, you know, what I would say.
0: Yeah, but doable. I mean, totally achievable. We t- on the platform uh, and uh, with the Money Maven project, we talk a lot about you know if it's if it's what you want. We talk about how real estate can get you out of that nine to five, or, mm-hmm. or at least out of the nine to five that you don't like, and into something that you do like. Yeah, if it is, a, even if it is a different job for you, at least it's something different. And hopefully, if you run it right, like you're saying, it, it can potentially give you a lot of freedom of time and and. Um, the project we we our goal or my goal is to help people see uh what they've got to do to have freedom of time and money. I don't ever want to hear somebody say, you know, I don't do that because I either don't have time or I can't afford it, especially when it's yeah. something that they really like to do. I don't think that's what life's about. I think that life should be enjoyed and I think that life can be what we make it and what we design of it. So that's what that's what real estate is for me. It's about how can I create the life, uh, and get that freedom of time and money and still be busy and hustling and, you know, slinging deals and stuff. That's exciting. But I want to be able to have that freedom of time and money to do what I want when I want to, um, tell us, tell us more about, so, so what is your why? Like we didn't really, we have we've talked about kind of where you got started and some of the motivation behind it. What's, what's the big why that's driving you now? Yeah, I mean, I think the easy easy answer to that would be
1: my family, right? But to me it's it's more than that. It's I, I really want to be able to go out and impact people and help them change their life. Right. That wholesaling's cool because we get to solve people's problems. We get to yeah. see sellers get out of bad situations. So that's rewarding in a sense. But beyond that, I really do I mean, I, I love what you're doing, you know, the with the podcast. We're starting a coaching program. Um, and honestly, my my goal is to be able to help as many people achieve financial freedom as possible. Yeah. Through through real estate investing, uh, because that's what I know. I mean, there's yeah. other ways to to achieve financial freedom, but within the realm of what I understand and know, I believe that real estate is one of the most powerful methods to do that, and it is achievable. Great. That's the thing. Like yeah, I look at a Grant Cardone Cardone or someone like that, and it just seems so far away. It seems he's on the next level, like flying in jets and stuff, you know, but Going back to what you just said, I really like that about the freedom of time to do what you want, when you want, where you want, for however long you want. Uh, A few years ago, I was, you know, it was always like I was trying to beat my last year's revenue. I was like, I want to make more this year than I did last year. And I I just kept working harder and harder and harder. I was making a great income, but I was miserable. Yeah. I really was. I was just miserable. Even as a realtor and as a flipper, I, I really was miserable. And so the next year, I made a bunch of changes, and I actually made a substantially less money the the next year, but I had way more free time and I was way happier. you know so it's not all about how much money you're making. It's kind of like you said, it's about the 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 balance of what you want to do. So for me that's that's what it is now, like like I've talked about the automation. I can be anywhere in the world right now. And, you know, for example, my, my business partner, Brian was actually just in Florida for, for a whole month on vacation. He's like, I'm just going to go to Florida for a month and it, oh we can do that because we've built a business that that supports that. Right. So um, yeah, it's just about, it's about finding. So I guess going back to your original question, what is my, why it's, it's making a lasting impact on others to achieve financial freedom and also creating generational wealth for my family. Yeah. I want I want my kids and my family to to enjoy the life and be able to do the things they want to do.
0: Yeah. So perfect. That's, that's kind of what it's about for me. That's perfect. That's spot on. And 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 you're obviously uh you've got it figured out. You're going to be you'll, you'll be a great guy to to definitely learn from for sure. Um so tell me so tell us more. Okay, so that's your why. What are some things um, what are some things that you do to give back? Um, I mean, th- I'm not asking you to brag, obviously, yeah. but I'm always looking for ideas of like what's what's impactful um, and what's what's a creative way to give back, either to your local, you know, locally or across the world, whatever. Like, what are you doing to give back?
1: Yeah, no, that's great. I guess in in career wise, um, I love mentoring. Like the other day, I went to to lunch with a 16 year old kid that just literally called me up. He's like, I want to learn about flipping. How do you flip? And I just went to lunch for three hours and told him everything he needed to know. He probably won't remember half of it, but I just, and it's, you know, like I just love teaching people. If they're interested in learning, I love sharing that information because I wish when I was that age, someone would have told me that stuff, right? So I love giving back as far as uh, adding value to people's lives. If they're interested in learning about real estate or how I set up my business, you know, I I always share that. Um, We also you know, try and get involved. Like we mentor a refugee family. Um me and my wife and our, our kids. So, you know, just things like that. We actually have a goal of of creating a nonprofit to eventually help underprivileged children locally and internationally. So and we have some of these lofty goals that we want to do. But for me the, the biggest I guess current give back is yeah, just mentoring, just helping people learn. And everywhere I go I talk about real estate and I preach it, you know, and I tell them about it it just gets me excited you know, yeah. like all the, all the ways that it opens up opportunities. Um, anyway, so yeah, that's, that's kind of what we do. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm a believer. I, I actually love that. You know, I actually think there is an incredible amount of value in you teaching and showing other people how to obtain financial freedom. Cause let's be honest. Like if you don't have money, um, it's, it's hard. You can help others, but it's harder, right? Your impact yeah. is is smaller. And if you have tons of money, your impact can be greater. And I'm not saying it's all about the money, but it kind of it actually kind of is. Like yeah. it, it takes money to do some of these things. You know, I, I I volunteered for a a group that went to South America, and we we would take used eyeglasses. We'd figure out the, what the prescriptions that were in them, and then we would we would test people's eyes, and then we would line them up to the closest eyeglasses cool. that we could. Some of some guys <laughs> were getting like big grandma ones. You know, yeah. it was pretty funny, but they were like they were blown away because all of a sudden after years of not being able to see, they could see, and it was huge, mm-hmm. but flying down there, all that stuff takes money. So yeah. my point is, is I think we can attack this in two ways. We can, we can help people by spending money and, and doing whatever it is that we can to help people, whatever their needs are, or another way to attack it is helping them figure out how to earn their own money and obtain yeah. financial freedom uh, and freedom of time and money. Cause if you have freedom of time and money, you're a way more powerful source or powerful impact on the world in general. Like you just have time and you have money to mm-hmm. do certain things, to go certain places. And, and I, again, if you don't have money, it's not like you can't help people. There's, there's all levels of help. But I think the more people in this world that get to certain levels of financial freedom and income or financial freedom of time and, and of money, um, the more the more powerful they can be to yeah. themselves, to their families and to just people in general. So I think that's, that's an awesome, that's, I love that you talk about that first is kind of your focus.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And money becomes secondary. Honestly, it's, it's the reward you get from helping right yeah. others and seeing other people succeed. And so that's why I say that to me is the most rewarding part of what I do is I get to get people that, you know, that are interested and want to learn more and that that's what it's all about. Right? Yeah. Just oh. helping others progress in their journey. So I love that.
0: Cool, man. A couple, couple last questions here and then we'll let you go. I really appreciate your time. What's, uh, what's your favorite business book that you've read and most, most impactful for you?
1: Um, oh man, there's so many. Um, one I recently read that I really loved, uh, is the wealthy gardener. Okay. Um, I haven't I read it. I forget the author. Very good. Yeah. He, he makes a lot of, uh, some, uh, there's a lot of symbolism with gardening and wealth generation and it actually ties in real estate as well too. So yeah, just great principles to live by. So I, I really, yeah, I would recommend people read The Wealthy Gardener mm-hmm. um, if they want to. Uh, yeah, that's like a great book for perfect. anyone to read, honestly, like experienced or inexperienced. Yeah, That's, that's a perfect book. Perfect.
0: Okay, good. Um, what, uh, side note, kind of what, what things do you like to do? What are your other passions outside of obviously making money and, and doing real estate?
1: <laughs> yeah. So again, I have five kids. Um, I love spending time with my family. I actually mountain bike quite a bit. In fact, going to Colorado today to go mountain bike. Um, so mountain biking, hiking, uh, a lot of outdoors activities, you know, yeah. we love living here in the mountains in Utah and, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're we're outside
0: all the time. Utah's so, a great so. place to uh like it the outdoors, that's for it's sure. It's great. Yeah, we love it. Yeah. So, this is not a question that I normally ask, um, but but it, it you jarred it with the, with the the fact that you're leaving this afternoon. So it's a Thursday afternoon, you're taking off to Colorado. Your partner was in Florida for a month like how what, what so you and I, what's that like? I mean, it sounds like you've got some freedom, right? You've got some yeah. options. How do you, how, what's that like? Obviously Let, let's just help all the listeners understand that it is possible to achieve that level of, of freedom of time. Uh, cause sometimes we might doubt it when we're all in the trenches, but the other <laughs> thing is, the other thing is, is how do you balance it? Like, you know, if you have the 10 X mentality, you're, you're just grinding away all the time and you're just pushing and pushing and pushing. How do you, how do you balance taking some time out? Um, Because me, sometimes I feel, I can feel guilty. If I, if I do take some time, I can easily feel guilty for taking some time, feeling like, well, man, I could, I could get this much closer to my goals if I just stayed, stayed, you know, stayed on the the grind and, and keep going after it. So how do you balance that?
1: That's a great question. And honestly, it's, it's, for us, it's been through building a solid team. So, you know, when you're not working or I don't, I don't know if you, but uh, the the average person that's working, right. If you're not working, if you're not there doing the work, the money's not going to be coming in. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, when you, when you can build a process and it, like I, I mentioned, if we're all about automation systems and processes and, you know, so now we have a COO that, that basically runs our company. Mm. Um, so he's in charge of our whole team. He's in charge of all our goals our you know, the daily, weekly, and quarterly numbers, Yeah, making sure everything runs. So literally it's to the point now that when we're on vacation or I'm at home, I'll pull up my email and say, Oh, we had two deals closed today. I don't even, I've never even seen this home. I've never talked to the seller. I don't even know what the home looks like. I don't even know what yeah. price we got it for, but it's because we've built over time slowly. I mean, it's not like we just jumped in and hired 14 people. Yeah. You know, at day one, it was me and Brian making the phone calls, sending out the marketing, you know, figuring it out, you know, but you make one hire. We hired an acquisition manager who started, you know, taking over the phone calls. And then we hired a disposition manager to start selling them to cash buyers on the back end, you know, so it's a slow process. It's taken us three years to get here. But with the goal in mind that that's what we wanted, we wanted true, true freedom. Yeah. Because I think a lot of people think, oh, I I flip homes. I'm free now. Mm-mm-mm. Like, well, okay, well, you know, where's your next deal coming from? Yeah. Well, I gotta I gotta go figure that out. You know, mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Well, I don't yep. have to figure it out. It's figured out. Yeah, our, our process is already in place. All of our employees are working every single day, whether I am or not. Yeah. So, it, it, it's possible to get to that point. And I, I'm telling you right now, like for you and your listeners, I was I was in that same place. You know, I was in the same, I was on, like I mentioned, I was unhappy grinding every day, making a lot of money, but super unhappy because yeah. it was all up to me. If I stopped, everything stopped. Yeah. You know, and I realized I don't want to live my life like this. I don't want to go. So I'm seven, you know, my dad's 75 and he's still not retired. Wow. You know, so yeah. I, I don't want, I, I look at that and I, I don't want to be that. How, what can I do different? And it's really about building a solid business with team members, with, processes and systems that that can automate that for you so again it's possible it just and that's what i'd say go get a coach go get a mentor you know talk to us we're, we'll help you out if you have questions how we've done that we're we're an open book really we are we we share with multiple people how we've set up our business how we've how we hire you know everything scripts everything our our whole model we, we kind of open the, the doors to people so um, it's definitely possible. It just takes some work. It takes some effort. It takes some, um, some risk yeah. and, uh, but ultimately the reward is there. But yeah, so the freedom is, is super nice. We can just go and do what we want. If we don't have, you know, I mean, obviously I'm here working in the office because I want to keep growing the business. So I yeah. work on the business, not in it, but, um, but ultimately I could never come back to work and, you know, I'd collect a paycheck every, every month.
0: Yeah. So. That's Perfect. Awesome man. Well, I appreciate this conversation. I think it's been great. Hopefully, the listeners are get, getting some nice uh, gold nuggets out of it. Where can they find you? Where can they follow you? Uh, or if they yeah. want to reach out to you, how can they contact you? Yeah, um, you can contact.
1: Uh, I mean, our our, our uh, website utahousebuyers.com. They can uh, reach out to us. You can follow me on Instagram at clay rockwood. Um, I, I have a, a page there where I, I share tips, tricks. You know, I walk throughs of properties. So yeah, they can always uh, follow us there.
0: Yeah, perfect, man. Thank you so much, man. Enjoy your time in Colorado. We'll look for some pictures on Instagram. <laughs> Sounds uh, good. Yeah, take, thanks, Justin. I appreciate it. Yeah, have an awesome time, man. Take care. All right, you too. Thanks for listening to the Money Maven Project podcast. A true maven shares knowledge with others, so be sure to share this podcast and leave a review. Thanks so much, and until next time, live life with intention.